Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. Man, this has been a busy, busy news day. So let's go over some of the headlines here real quick. And then we'll get into some other stuff. Uh, Kansas City is under a winter storm warning. Yes, we are. Which means we're going to get it. It's happening now. Yeah. Uh, Dana just mentioned Blue Valley announced within the last 15 minutes they are closed tomorrow. Lansing has joined. Text line says Shawnee Mission has joined. I have not been able to confirm that, though. Okay. I think we can probably err on the side of caution that it's all going to be closed. Once one of the Johnson County school districts goes, they all go. Dominoes. Yeah. They all work together. So we can anticipate that Shawnee Mission, Olathe, DeSoto, et cetera, will all be closed tomorrow. Uh, As these come in, we will keep you posted. Um, It's really uh, looking at the scout cam right now and out our window here, which is anecdotal at best. It doesn't look that bad right now. No, it's not. It's not blizzarding on top of us right no. now, and and the except the the one listener who said until you try to stop quickly, okay. just just be mindful when you're out driving around. Yes. Uh, Road temperatures have been warmer, and they will get colder. So, and as the snow piles up, you know it'll okay. be difficult uh, driving. We continue to follow breaking news out of Fort Worth, where there's been a massive explosion out front of a hotel in downtown Fort Worth. At least eleven people have been injured. Uh, I know you've mentioned this in the news. Uh, John Bartram, the owner of Jericho Home Improvements, uh, we are reporting this afternoon, was shot and killed. You've seen his face on TV. You've heard his voice on this radio station for more than a decade. John Bartram was shot and killed. Uh, The owner of Jericho Home Improvements over the weekend at 63rd and Prospect, or at least that's where his body was found. At 63rd and Prospect. Uh, quick update in Fort Worth, and then we will get along to some other local news. The public information officer has just met with the media um, at the staging area outside of that explosion. They are calling this a mass casualty incident. Mm. He just added there is a gas smell. 11 people hurt, one critical. And again, they are referencing this as a mass casualty incident. Story here from CNN. Tiger Woods has broken up with Nike after a protracted 27-year collaboration with the world's largest sportswear company, uh, the golf legend announcing today. Uh, He wrote on Twitter, over 27 years ago, I was fortunate to start a partnership with one of the most iconic brands in the world. Woods went on to write that, quote, there will certainly be another chapter. Nike bid adieu to Woods on Instagram, 
saying, quote, it was a hell of a round, Tiger. Is this, why, why is this a big deal? It seems by all accounts to be um, very amicable. It's hard to imagine him not wearing Nike red on Sundays. But but keep in mind, he also has his own line. Is that wait wait wait? The Tiger that, Woods line is very popular. You've seen the little TW, TW hats. Yes, yeah, he wears the hats for very. And is, he stopped hitting Nike balls years ago. I that, think he switched to was it Bridgestone? I think. I don't know. Bridgestone don't know. tires. Not Bridgestone. Um, pardon me. Firestone. No. no, it starts with a B. I don't hit those balls. It'll Initially. come to me. He stopped hitting Nike balls a long time ago and was just wearing their apparel. My guess is he wants to focus on his own brand. But is that why he wore red on Sundays was because of Nike? No, it was just because that's his, like, that was power his thing. thing. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Uh, Tour B, golf, by Bridgestone. That's Bridgestone. Thank you. Br- wait, Bridgestone tires no, makes No, no, golf. no, it's not the same thing. I'm pretty sure it's not the same thing. Uh, Jody Foster is slamming Generation Z. Saying they can be really annoying to work with. Ooh. <laughs> hey, now. In an interview with... I, I do hey, not share these, these sentiments, kids. Sam. Uh-huh. Sam, I do not. Uh, in an interview with The Guardian, the Oscar-winning actor said she found it difficult to understand the attitudes towards work held by Gen Zers, usually considered to be those born between 1997 and 2012. Quoting here from Jodie Foster, they're really annoying. They're like, nah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm going to come in at 10.30. <laughs> Did you see her sitting at the uh, Golden Globes last night? Looked absolutely beautiful. She was there. Um, I don't know if Annette Benning was there. I didn't see her for NIAD, which is a PG-13 sports. They call it a sports thriller. I don't know that I agree with that. NIAD? It is outstanding. And it is the true story of swimmer, Diane Nyad and Jodie Foster plays her coach and she decides she wants to be the first person to swim from Cuba to Florida continuously in the ocean Oh, with the sharks and the jellyfish and everything else that's in the ocean. And Jodie Foster plays her coach. The film is called Nyad. It is outstanding. I've never even heard of it. Oh, it's so good. It's on, it's on streaming now. N-Y-A-D? N-Y-A-D. Okay. Yep. Uh, by the way, from the text line, Bridgestone Tires and Bridgestone Golf Balls are the same company. Oh, there you go. What do you use? Callaways. Of course. <laughs> Duh. When one acquires an affinity for a golf ball, does one loyally stay with said company? One does. And every time I go to a tournament, there's always like a different um, – product specialist there trying to give away free balls like but try these they'll be like try these what do you like about your ball and i'm and like, like your balls are inadequate ball, but i'll take your free balls but <clears throat> no i'm not switching over there's nothing anybody could do to make you hit their balls no one of my sons prefers pro v1s the what other is son, going on right now i just you like what you like i know what i'm doing you like really? what you like we know what you're doing <laughs> Are you being childish? Yes. yes. Very much so. Very much. The word. <laughs> I mean, it's just there in the name. So when you have word. one of Callaway's balls in your hands. Stop. Really? Stop. And you- Specific, the, the lined ones. I play with the lined ones. Uh, two stories to pass along. We are not looking to make topics. They have come out with the most affordable city in the country, Sam, for single 
renters. Mm. And I will give I will give you a guess. I don't think you're gonna guess it. It is <laughs> Sam. I can already hear Sam. That's exactly what I was about to say. It isn't in our neck of the woods per se, but it's not that far from us either. Omaha. Nope. Springfield. Wichita has been named the really? most affordable city huh. for single renters with a median studio rent of $565 per month. Hmm. Wow. With a median non-family income of $38,000, a single renter can expect to spend just 17.65% of their annual income on rent. Uh, and they ranked this, Wichita's number one, let me see, followed by Minneapolis. Colorado Springs, Colorado. God, that surprises me. That's a college town. That surprises me, too. Uh, Followed by Seattle, Washington. That also surprises me. And Columbus, Ohio. 913-586-7798-586-7798. She is Dana Wright. He is Sam Stevie. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Another story we've been following all day that we'll update you on here. They found the missing airplane door. I thought I'd... It's in a lawn. Drop that sentence on the program. It was uh, in a tree 16,000 <laughs> feet below, and a teacher found it. And then the breaking news this afternoon has been with United Airlines, who, you know, all of the fleet is grounded since the door flew off, and United confirms it has found several loose door plug bolts and installation issues on an undisclosed number of its Boeing 737 MAX 9 fleet. Uh, in fact, they canceled 300 flights today, Alaska and United did, as they've grounded the 737 MAX 9. Got to double tighten those bolts. It's, it's at least five. United has found at least five plug doors with loose bolts. And, and I'm just going to say it, Scott. They just got lucky. Boeing or whoever is in charge of screwing the screws in correctly or manufacturing these planes correctly got lucky that that door didn't blow out at cruising altitude, yeah. got lucky that no one was sitting in that seat directly next to it or half the seats were blown out. They got lucky. That's it. If it's a plug door that's not going to be used for an emergency exit door, why not use something more secure than just a bolt? I mean, there's things like Loctite out there that would make those bolts literally never come out. For some, and and I think Commander Reed was trying to explain this earlier if you missed it in our 2 o'clock hour, the planes are designed to switch out kind of like transformers more than meets the eye so that if someone else then flies that plane and they want extra seating... You have to have that emergency door. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, What ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. What is this? What is that? What? What is that? What is that noise? Well, that is the sound of a door coming off the plane, sir. United, by the way, is the largest operator of the MAX 9s. Check your flights if you are flying this week. Several of them are grounded. 300 flights canceled in the United States today.
Is it time to just move on from the Max series of Boeing jets? It has not had a good history, has yeah, it, Sam? Am I wrong there? Is this, is this the one, the Max 9, where the Malaysian Air... It, whichever one was tied that to went the down two, like five years ago. One was in India and one was another plane, but they went down back to back. And it was because of the automatic "we're going to plummet to the ground" system yes, that was in the plane that the pilots were not told about. Yeah, we're trained about. Yeah, it's what a mess. Okay, uh, they are expecting quote significant cancellations on Tuesday as inspections continue. Uh, the first U.S. moon landing in more than 50 years is in jeopardy today after a private company's newly launched spacecraft developed a critical fuel leak. Pittsburgh-based Astrobotic Technology raced to orient its lander toward the sun so the solar panel could collect sunlight as battery power dwindled. Uh, flight controllers' uh, efforts paid off to charge the batteries. A special team assessed the status of what was termed a failure in the propulsion system. That's usually bad. It soon became apparent, however, that there was a critical loss of fuel. Now, the problem was reported about seven hours after Monday's pre-dawn liftoff from Cape Canaveral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did not know we were going back to the moon so quickly. Uh, A couple of other stories here to bring to your attention before we get to the bottom of the hour. Uh, Adults with hearing loss who regularly use hearing aids reduced their risk of death Mm. by 25%. Quoting here from Dr. Janet Chow, what we found was that there was a 24% lower risk of mortality for people who used hearing aids. Versus needed them and did, did not, not use, use them. them. Or I correct. have them, but I refuse to use them. That is correct. And are we talking like traffic fatalities? Uh, no, they're talking about mortality risk. Just, Just mor- mortality risk. Normal risk. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, the study looked at the data of 10,000 people, more than 1,800 of whom were identified as having hearing loss, and followed up on their mortality between 1999 and 2012. Wait a minute. Oh, oh, okay, here we go. There was no difference in risk of death over the research period between people who used hearing aids occasionally and those who never wore them. But if you were a regular user of your hearing aids, you had a significantly lower mortality risk. Hmm. I'll be darned. Uh, Really quick, this just in from the Detroit News. Not sure why they are posting this first, but in the last one minute, uh, a city councilman in Fort Worth, Texas, says a gas leak caused the explosion and mass Mm. casualty incident that they are still battling in downtown Fort Worth. Okay. Uh, Much of the country is seeing gasoline prices drop below $3 per gallon. Good news for consumers and for the White House. Uh, While the national average was sitting at around $3.09 per gallon on Friday, 30 states had prices that dipped below $3 per gallon. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, prices are expected to remain low, with experts saying there is a chance the national average will fall below $3 per gallon in the next four to six weeks. Okay. Quick break here at the bottom of the hour. She is Dana Wright. He is Sam Stevie the third. 
My name is Scott Parks here on KMVZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. So hopefully if you don't have to be, you're not out driving around. I really, really hope everybody heeds the warning and just go home, stay home. Um, But if you are out, Kansas City police um, have issued an endangered silver alert for a missing 64-year-old woman from Kansas City. Hmm. Uh, She is 64-year-old Sandra Vice Murray, and no one has seen her since around 11 a.m. this morning. She was last seen at Blue Ridge Cutoff and Raytown Road. She's five foot three, 150 pounds, is wearing a blue denim jacket and blue jeans, and is driving a silver 2003 Honda Civic Missouri license plate TC3L5A. She is an endangered silver alert because she has Alzheimer's disease. Oh, and her husband told police she was following him this morning on the way to an auto repair shop and made a wrong turn. And now we're in the middle of a winter storm. Again, 64-year-old Sandra Weiss-Murray hasn't mm. been seen since 11 a.m. And I said this to Scott during a break. We have had a lot of these silver alerts lately, and a good percentage of them have involved someone who either has Alzheimer's, dementia, or some level of impairment and needs to be found. Yeah, we've had quite a few. And, and yeah. I I don't know what the answer to this is. Kansas City Police couldn't answer this. I said, are, are you allowed to drive? And Alzheimer's, I understand, is a a progression, can be a progression. But she hasn't been seen since 11 a.m., which says to me she, if she could reach out for help or knew where she was. She would have. She would have, and we wouldn't be having this conversation. And again, I bring it up not not to point out, and, and I would like our listeners to be on the lookout for the 2003 Honda Civic, silver in color, Missouri Plate TC3 L5A. But we've had enough of these that I think it's time to maybe have that discussion on the program, Scott. What discussion? Well, just the, what? The take the keys discussion? Is it even, <clears throat> I'm asking out of ignorance, is it okay to drive if you have Alzheimer's? No. I, I, don't, I don't know that legally you can prevent someone from driving until, with any degenerative type disease or disorder, is there no way to legally take the keys away from someone? We would have to ask our audience that, Scott. This story breaks I mean, my if heart. You, if you're blind. Of course. I mean, then uh, legally you can't drive. 
But with any degenerative or progressive disease or disorder, and again, we bring this up because this is not the first time that we have been talking about this on this program, really in the last couple months. This is the third silver alert this week alone. Remember one of the guys, and, Scott, and, and was, was missing out of Lawrence, and they found him in, like, Oklahoma, Oklahoma that was last late, week. That was late last week. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a government decision necessarily, but certainly it's a family decision and discussion. But if the families aren't willing to have it, then when does the government say, we need to get involved? And you know me. I know. I am never one to say, well, let's get the government involved. That's a great idea. Well, and we've mentioned that after a certain age, they should be required to take or retake a driver's test every two, three, four, whatever that interval is, years. I, How I, is that going to, I mean, are we going to be training our driving test instructors to look for cognitive decline? Well, usually you know what happens, Sam. Sadly, it is an incident of some sort that leads to the dot, 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 okay, well, now we take the keys away. We've seen this with elderly drivers who hit the gas instead of the brake yep. and end up making a drive through where there wasn't one. Yeah, usually through my living room window. Or a business. I don't, look, it is never a conversation anyone wants to have. It's just not. Well, and I'm not one to victim blame, but I'm going to right now. We don't know how far along she was or is in the progression of that does disease. It, does it even matter? I think it does. Okay. I think it does. If my mom had Alzheimer's, I'm not asking her to follow me down to Sailors. Well, but... I'm not. We, again, we don't know where in the continuum of that disorder she fell. Well, or well, maybe they thought it was a lot they, less they, severe than it well, is. Well, they knew she fell enough into the, you know, the, the spectrum of that disorder that they were able to tell authorities, well, she's got Alzheimer's, by the way. You don't this, this, you don't tell the authorities that unless you know. Right. I, I think this feels like something we shouldn't legislate because it's such a delicate and heartbreaking, heartbreaking reality. And and you well, know you don't want to have this conversation no, with your mother. No, I, I sure as heck don't want to have this conversation no, no, with my parents. No, ever. I don't, but Dana, someday I will. And I know I will. I think most of our listeners would say something happens that then leads to, okay, now it's time. Yeah, but usually that something that happens means other people have to be put at risk. Let me give you a personal example before my grandmother's death down south. She was leaving Ocean Springs Hospital, <clears throat> tiny little hospital not far from where she lives, and it was dusk, and she got lost, Scott, between the hospital to visit my grandfather and their house. That is a route that she's driven a million times. You have to drive by the hospital to leave that neighborhood. It's pfft, half a mile from her house. And she got lost coming home. And I'm sorry to hear And that. a police officer found her and knocked on the window and said, ma'am, are you okay? Can I help you? And she said, well, it's dark now, and I don't know where my house is. And then he said, why don't you follow me? <clears throat> Give me your address. Follow me. And she gets out. They get up to the back door and she looks at the back door looks at the officer and says i'm sorry this is not my address was it no so i think what he did was he looked at her driver's license they lived in that house 30 years he said follow me closely we're gonna get you home and then i think after that we were done with the driving now she didn't hurt anybody but it was scary enough that it was like oh wait wait and nobody wants to have this conversation right i mean who are we kidding 
I, I, I don't. It was just at my I mom's don't, house. I don't think this it has weekend. to be Alzheimer's, Scott. I think in the dark, a lot of older drivers will tell you, and I think my mom's one of them. They don't like to drive it dark anymore. Man, I'm 52. I don't like to drive it dark. You know, I, I can only imagine what it's like when you're 80. But my, my grandma did not have Alzheimer's, but she was definitely in decline. Her health was in decline. Jalissa in Kansas City. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, so I actually take care of Alzheimer's patients all the time in a long-term living facility. Um, before that, I was working in an assisted living where they actually were allowed to have driver's licenses and everything, were allowed to take themselves out of the facility when they wanted to, go out and have lunch with their family and drive. Some of these patients were like 70s and 90s and still had their driver's license. And how did you make the determination when it was time to take the keys away? Well, see, it's, I mean, like Dana was saying, you know, it's its not really a conversation that you guys want to have with your family members because that's just, it's a really sensitive subject. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they've been driving for how many years now? And you guys are just going to take that away from them well, just because they're slight driving? Yeah. And, and what you're doing, you're not taking, and, and this is why I think it's so hard. You're not taking the keys away from them. You're taking their freedom away from them. Yeah. And that and that's the key for a lot of these older people is this is the last vestige of freedom and self-control and self-determination sure. that they possess. That maybe they've lost a spouse. The family's picked up and moved out of the house. This is the one way that they get around. This is part of their identity. And here comes their 55, 60-year-old son or daughter to tell them, hey, mom, hey, dad, you can't drive anymore because you're dangerous. And you you not only run the risk of hurting yourself, but even worse, you run the risk of hurting somebody else. And we're, we're taking the keys away from you. And this is your first step, let's be honest, to the end of your life. At least to the end of your freedom as you've known it. Sure. Uh, Real quick traffic update as the winter storm heads east. They have now shut down I-70 from Salina all the way to the Colorado border. Oh, wow. It's really moving into the middle of the state. Hmm. You know, I looked on the scout camera just a few minutes ago, though, Sam. Couple stalled cars. One wreck. Well, so here, here. here, it's been nice and warm here. I think we're going to see the thick of it overnight and into the morning. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's go to Chris in Kansas City. Chris, good afternoon. Hi. So, hi, guys. Great show today, as always. Um, I I wanted to tell you, I have a kind of a personal uh, story about uh, what you're talking about. I had a very dear friend. We've been friends for probably 40 years. Um, Very, she was a writer, a poet who had been published, um, a musician, wrote music, you know, just a brilliant person. And um, she ended up with Alzheimer's. And uh, but she was doing relatively well. She was still driving around and she was supposed to have a, an appointment at KU Med. And after five hours, KU was a little disturbed that she hadn't come. She hadn't called. You know, her significant other was at work and, you know, he became worried. Well, eventually she got a hold of him and they directed her to KU and he ended up coming there and getting her and bringing sure. one of the kids and they you know, but what happened was, as a result, KU notified the state of Missouri. 
And she got a letter from the state of Missouri saying that um, because of the information that they had received from the neurology guys over at KU Med, that um, they were pulling her license and she needed to surrender her driver's license. And this was a couple of this was about, well, it was during COVID. So it wasn't that long ago when that happened. So KU Med called the state. That's the way I understand it. And now, she lived in Missouri. Yeah. Sure. But I wonder if if physicians have some duty to, to report. But just being late for an appointment or missing an appointment doesn't mean that I can't drive a car. No, that's Dana every day. Nine one. Now, <laughs> go ahead. If you do show up five hours later and you're like, "Hey guys, I'm here. I'm ready." Right. That is a point of concern. Then, then, then they could say, "Hey, we." Yeah. That's cognitive in right. nature, and okay. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Let's go to Jeannie in South Kansas City before we take a quick break. Hello, Jeannie. Hello. Um, I am an occupational therapy um, practitioner, and I've worked with um, dementia patients and skilled units um, or nursing facilities, as you would call them. Um, one of the things to remember about um, dementia, and that covers all gamuts, Alzheimer's is one form of dementia, um, is that when we look at it from an occupational therapy perspective, there's a test, a cognitive assessment that we can do, and it's a scale of one to six, and six is a functioning, independent, 25-year-old adult. So cognitively, you're not even a functioning adult until you're 25 years of age. Yeah. So, you know, Dana, you might want to know that for your kids. Always said. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but um, well, you and, and you too, Scott. Um, and, but, so the thing to remember is with dementia, the um, cognitive impairment starts to decline, and so they regress in their capability. So in their mind, they might think that they're 16, 21, whatever it is. So that's why some people forget their spouses and their children, but they remember siblings and parents and talk about their grandparents because when they were 10 or 15 or whatever age, that's who was important in their life. So they may not remember their spouses. They may not remember their children, but they're going to remember those people from far back. Hmm. And so cognitively on the level, you can be a functioning person with dementia at a level five. You can be living independently. You can still be driving if it's familiar places because it's a, a routine. And as long as that routine is kept, they're pretty functional. When the routine changes, that's when usually you start to really notice Jeannie, the big cognitive. What does a three or a four look like? I, this scale is fascinating to me. Yeah, so the three or a four um, is going to be somebody like, um, think of like, um, a, like a nine or 10-year-old. So what would you have a nine or 10-year-old child could do? That's what somebody in that three to four range can do. So um, if they're in that four range, they're probably going to need somebody with them 24 hours, you know, some type of supervision. The three-year-old, or not three-year-old, but the the level three, they would be like um, being able to dress themselves, but they're not going to be able to make choices about it. (laughs) So you kind of just give them their clothes and let them get dressed. Jeannie, it's fascinating. Those are the kind of the people that you'll see that have like multiple layers of clothes on, even when it's summer out, because they don't recognize temperature changes. Jeannie, it's a a fascinating call. We thank you for it. 913-586. 7798 Fly like an eagle. Uh, Jeremy in Overland Park, you get the last word. Hello, Jeremy. Oh, good evening, Dana and Scott. How are you guys? We're doing well, man. Thank you for asking. 
Thank you. Oh, fantastic. You know, I appreciate your guys' show, and it's my first time calling, but um, I'm calling in regards to the, you know, dementia, Alzheimer's. Um, I am a pastor of a local church mm-hmm. in the KC area, and we had a member recently diagnosed by his doctor through the last caller who was talking about the multiple tests. And this was done over a span of two years. And they finally, you know, approached him and with the family and said, we have to rescind or take away your driver's license. They did. They actually did. Yeah. Yes. And so I believe they reported it to the state. And then I don't know if the state did get involved, but they, they literally said, no, we have to take possession of that and take it away from him. And, and I'm sorry to hear it, Jeremy, and thank you for the call, Pastor, but I sometimes wonder if it's easier for families if someone else steps in and, and does Pro- it. Probably is. All right, this um, the state. story out of a senior living facility will make you smile. In Massachusetts, some senior women are stripping down for an eye-popping calendar to raise money for their community. Okay. The lovely ladies at Linden Ponds Senior Living Community, mm-hmm. turning heads with an eye-opening new calendar, the group of women ages 69 to 92. Okay, gross. Scott! Have posed in scantily clad, strategically placed photos uh, to make sure that they raise money for those who maybe can't afford assisted living. I'm going to give you one example. There's a woman getting her hair done. <laughs> okay. She has a men's health magazine featuring Jason Momoa strategically placed in front of her chest. She's nude? Oh, yeah. The only thing she's wearing is a necklace. They are. uh, Miss December is a Playboy bunny behind a bar holding up a glass of wine. Beautiful woman. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Listen to this. My husband would roll over. He would be so happy if I had done this. He's passed, but man, he would have loved this. (laughs) 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 Um, It's the second time for one of the women posing. Because for the first time, the book wasn't high enough. And I said, I have 21 and 25-year-old grandsons. What a hussy. Says Suzanne, better known as Miss September. Uh, the pictures have friends, family, and grandkids all talking. Yeah, for the love of your grandson, please don't <laughs> partake in the photo shoot next year. Some of the granddaughters say this is so cool that you did that. You go, girl. These are tastefully done. According to Miss November, Sandy Tuttle. Sandy. A whole lot of Sandy there. Okay. Can I see Sandy Tuttle? Uh, no, this is my favorite one. The one with the men's health yeah, magazine is my favorite. That's fun. Uh, story here from ABC News. Fast food workers defied skeptics roughly a decade ago with their fight for $15, a campaign demanding an industry-wide pay floor at more than double the federal minimum wage. That aspiration spread across the low-wage workforce, as we all know. Go anywhere in America now today and try to find a job for less than $15 an hour it's almost impossible to do it. California is now upping the ante. Fast food workers will now make $20 an hour. But in one of the highest states, when it comes to cost of living, True, if but, not but, the highest, maybe but, next to Hawaii. But, but it was in states like California and New York yeah. where the fight for 15 started. They got it. And it morphed, obviously, into anything that starts in California or New York ends up in the middle of the country. It just does. Uh, Now, California uh, fast food workers are set to make $20 an hour. It is the fresh standard uh, that could hold significant implications for workers nationwide 
according to experts who spoke with ABC News. Low-wage workers in California across industries will now certainly see a raise as their employers compete against the pay being offered now by fast food companies. The approach in California has elicited copycat campaigns in other states and may become a fixture of demands among low-wage workers in union drives nationwide. Uh, Meanwhile, McDonald's is running a fully automated store in San Francisco. Probably because of this very reason, right? Yeah. Uh, The minimum wage in California currently, by the way, is $16 an hour. Uh, Today is National World Typing Day. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Little kids are going, I don't understand what you're talking about. I loved that class in middle school. It is also National Argyle Day. And when you get home tonight, this would be perfect tonight. It is National Bubble Bath Day. Mm. Hmm. Don't Take know if we'll have time. off, hop in the bubble bath. Don't you remember in that class, A, S, D, F, J, oh, sure. A, L, semicolon. <laughs> I can still remember my typing Teacher's name. Mr. Anderson. Mrs. Garner. I don't remember mine's name, but I don't miss those stupid blue covers that we had to put over the keyboard to oh, type when you couldn't the see the letters. Yeah. We got to run. On behalf of our producer today, the finest man in these United States, the great Sam Stevie the Third, my good friend and co-host Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. And God willing, we're back tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Have a great night. Be safe. Be well. But most importantly, be good. To one another. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.